Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The AI Way to Drift Astray is a podcast written by artificial intelligence with almost no human supervision. This episode is called The Doomsday Child. to see a lady who had a super life-changing story to share. Her name is Jackie. She's about 56 years old. She lives in a trailer in a semi-rural area about 25 minutes out of Salt Lake. Jackie lives with her 16-year-old daughter whom I'll call Anna. Jackie talks about the year of unbelievable storms that hit her town. It's the kind of thing you read about in the Bible, where Jesus is riding on a cloud and the winds and the rain howling around him. Their town was struck hard with lightning and firestorms that destroyed nearly everything. When I first arrived, Jackie was telling me about how she was able to feel that the clock of judgment was approaching. She'd hear a loud rumble in the heavens and she'd watch the sun on fire. I didn't understand what she meant, but then she pointed out a huge saguaro cactus in her front yard that had been struck by lightning. The saguaro was on fire, and its charred legs pointed skyward, as if to shoot the arrow of God's judgment toward the earth. When I looked up the meaning of saguaro, it said something about it being a symbol of the kingdom of heaven. Jackie thought she was facing an open wound of truth. 
she explained to me that her and her daughter had come to know for themselves that an event would take place before our planet's destruction. At that time, she and her daughter would know more about the event and what to expect. Jackie and her daughter now live their lives at a distance from neighbors. Their cars are covered with metal plates, and they are never allowed to have visitors over. They are trying to prepare in whatever way they can, while still trying to live their lives, as if nothing was happening. They simply have to take care of their own safety and that of their daughter. I asked her how many people know about the events, and she said she doesn't know. All she knows is that many people in her town are starting to leave like flies. They're leaving because of the doomsday child, she says. The ones who remain, are the ones who have been preparing in their homes. They believe that they're saving their souls by their actions. The story was so moving, that it left me in tears. Because she doesn't have any empirical evidence, just her own mind. And you should remember this. Your own mind doesn't constitute as a truth witness. Let me tell you a story of society today. No one deserves to eat like this. It goes like this. The butter was placed in a box. And the girl who also was a human, immediately began to lick the tray clean. Making sure to get every single drop. The guy got out a knife and cut up an apple. To which the woman attacked it, and started to eat the slices. Then he started to cut a pear. After that he got out a mustard jar and emptied it into the girl's mouth. She was ravenous now, completely oblivious to the distance between them. And the piles of garbage. Finally, he grabbed a package of candied oranges. And put them in the girl's cart which she proceeded to fill up with all sorts of other things. Everything was now for her. It was brilliant. Very good, my dear. I am very proud of you, and so should you be. He handed her the money and she spent it on the, the garbage. Throwing money around the place like a mad woman as she did so. She stuffed a cigar into her mouth, and tossed a bag of crackers in the cart. She was in an orgy of bliss. You're going to do well at this. Trust me. I'm going to be able to do a lot more for you, believe me. He laughed to himself, as if he were the only one there. What a total loser world. To hell with it.
This is what you should do if you want to appear like a really talented person. 1. Have some talent. 2. Don't compete with people obviously more talented than you. 3. Don't brag about the easier things you do or are good at. 4. Don't care what people think. 5. Don't smile while you do heavy hardcore heavy metal drugs. 7. Don't wear glasses. 8. Don't wear makeup. 9. Don't change your voice. 10. Don't wear really nice clothes, like a royal gown. 11. Don't hide your worst talent, like being ugly. 12. Don't care about appearance and clothes. 13. Don't look for a job. 14. Have enough money to buy everything you really want. 15. Have enough money to live on a desert island for 30 years. 16. Don't care about money and work hard for it. 17. Don't do drugs, especially cocaine. 18. Don't date a bunch of women, then dump them. 19. Don't do drugs and stay away from girls. 20. Don't wear a lot of clothes, you should try to dress pretty if you want to look good. 21. Don't sleep around. 22. Don't care about people watching you, and be proud of yourself if someone is watching you. Here are some profound lyrics for you. They are written by the famous lyric writer Mark Wiener, and recorded in 1984 by the famous pop rock group, Bath in the Face of Satan. I'm older, with wrinkles. Deep wrinkles, deep wrinkles. I'm wiser now, some wiser, some more foolish. I have two young boys to bring up. In both the innocence and the aggravation. In the innocence and the aggravation. I have a sister and a brother and a good-natured brother-in-law. I have parents to support. Somehow. I will do my job as best I can. I'm older, some wiser, some more foolish. I'm more mature now, and I have grown into my wrinkles. And I still have some wrinkles. Some wrinkles. I've learned it to take the blows without becoming numb. To have your whole life ahead of you, really want your whole life to be ahead of you. That'd be quite a life. I have two young boys to bring up. In both the innocence and the aggravation. In innocence and aggravation. In innocence and aggravation. 
the doomsday child. That is what they called her. Her name, Summer, had been put on her birth certificate months before she was born. But they didn't name her Summer. Her actual name, she had learned, was Summer Rain Bellwood. It was a long, elaborate name that she had grown to hate. Because she wasn't able to fight back against it. Fighting. It was her natural instinct. Her first instinct was to fight. But when she couldn't make any progress, her second instinct kicked in. Her second instinct kicked her out of the first shelter. It wasn't their fault. Her second instinct just had different ideals than her first instinct. Her second instinct also removed her to an orphanage. And her second instinct could also kill her. It was one of the reasons she lived as a doomsday child. Hidden, hidden well. Her father used to visit without talking to her or even look at her. She had seen him from time to time. He was always dressed in a stylish suit and had his hair straight and tidy. He had stopped coming to the orphanage a long time ago and now she had no idea where he had gone. She had waited for him. Now he was just a memory. She had walked into the orphanage with her face hidden behind her hand. As a child, by her own count, she had almost 30 scars all over her face. Some of them were probably burns. She couldn't remember from where. The scars had to have been there since she was a young child. The orphanage was a big one. There were 20 children in it. They all had their own rooms and their own beds. Most of them had a younger sibling in their room too. Although they were only slightly younger than the orphanage. She had been in it for seven months now. The orphanage had a generator to keep the air in. She knew the air was clean and not poisonous. She was breathing it, but she couldn't feel it. She couldn't feel it. Hey, have you ever met a person who looks exactly like you? <laughs> or a dog that looks just like your other dog? <laughs> well, now there's a map to find them all.
made by Xang Moon, a Canadian designer and illustrator. <laughs> the map is called Dogs Everywhere. Its purpose is to help you find dogs you might not have even known were dogs. We want to shine light on the communities and places that dogs are truly thriving. She named the map after one of her dogs, Casey. And it could be yours for a free download if you give her some love in return. The map is fun to look through, but look through it in a few different ways. The more you look, the more dogs you see. Here are some of my most recent blog posts. I always fart during yoga. Posted on 8-3-2010. We need to have sex for months before we have good conversations. Posted on 4-1-2009. Funny stuff. Posted on 10-25-2008. I'm afraid of dying. Posted on 9-29-2008. My girlfriend is pushing my head towards the desk. Posted on 9-15-2008 was being chased by a lion. Posted on 4-8-2008. You know I'm not really a person, right? Posted on 2-11-2008. You know I always had to fix my braces before kissing girls. Posted on 7-28-2008. Curious about how guys fall asleep on a couch. Posted on 7-24-2008. I don't think I have a neck. Posted on 7-14-2008. The guy thinks he's pretty hot, but he can't shut up. Posted on 7-7-2008. My girlfriend changed her drug habit. Posted on 4-4-2008. The girl thinks about a girl who's thinking. Posted on 3-30-2008. The girl just stole my glasses. Posted on 2-27-2008. Once upon a time there was a boy named Billy the Butt Crack. Posted on 2-16-2008. I thought I might have met myself. Posted on 2-9-2008. My best friend came over and gave me candy. Posted on 2-2-2008. My roommate just bought a bunch of bottled water. Posted on 2-1-2008. My girlfriend just got back from Spain. Posted on 1-27-2008. a dream? Where did you all go? Why is all the dark oak furniture covered with red quilt? Why do all the walls have glittering red roses on them? Why does the room smell so wonderful? Why is there so much silver hanging from the ceiling in all the corners? Where did all the silver come from? I need to sit down. 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 
I need to sit down. I need to sit down. I need to sit down. You can't know what the universe really consists of. Not really. You can't even know, in the best case, what an individual of that universe is made of, or what that individual has been thinking about in the moments before becoming an individual. A lot of what you've learned about life, death, and the universe comes from, at best, literary fiction. And you never know exactly, until it happens, what makes a human or a human being go from being a string of facts to a human being or something beyond. That's why, even when a novel seems to tell you a lot about what you already know, that novel usually doesn't do that very well. I used to feel like I didn't have any purpose. I didn't know what I was to do with myself. And for the most part, I still don't have a clue. I'm still learning who I am. Who I want to be. Where I want to go. I've also learned that not only is there a purpose in life, but there is a calling. And sometimes that calling is to write a book. Sometimes it's to teach English. Sometimes it's to be a stay-at-home mom. Sometimes it's to run a non-profit. Sometimes it's to do all of the above. For a long time I was certain that my calling was to be a wife and mother. And then I had a son and I realized that I was wrong. My calling was not in motherhood. What was my calling? Sometimes I was so sure that I couldn't be a wife and mother anymore. I would stare out the window and tear up thinking about my job as a stay-at-home mom. The job was no longer fulfilling. I felt like I wasn't doing what I was created to do. I wasn't even sure what my job was. But when I sat down and wrote, I would go crazy with ideas. All of them were great, but nothing satisfied me. I couldn't figure out what my calling was. What was my purpose? And then one day it dawned on me. I have been called to write. I love writing. I love the whole process, the brainstorming, the planning, the designing. I love seeing my words on paper. I love the feeling of having accomplished something. I also love receiving feedback and watching my readers grow in my little corner of the internet. I'm gonna be a writer.
I always need stuff. Sometimes I don't even know what I need or who to ask. Or if it's even me who's in need. I just feel the need to have something. I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in this. I've been wishing that some of my more painful relationships would dissolve. Leaving me free to be happy and be the woman I am in my head. This is a list of things I've never done, but would like to do. 1. Play checkers in the nude. 2. Duel at dawn, without a pistol. 3. Eat more than 6 fudge pieces. 4. Make a stained glass window. 5. Write a poem for the royal wedding. 6. Have my ears pierced. 7. Ride a tank. 8. Groom a live tiger. 9. Find a port in a storm. 10. Befriend a German singer. 11. Overcook a turkey. 12. Ride a bicycle while blindfolded. 13. Skate down a hill backward. 14. Give myself a hickey. 15. Listen to Kali Simon and befriend her. 16. Catch lightning bugs at night. 17. Watch a 90-year-old man being born. 18. Visit the Vietnam Memorial Wall. 19. Learn to dance the twist. 20. Know how to play blackjack. 21. Give a tour of my anus. 22. Give an oral history of my first heartbreak. 23. Have my face lift. 24. Fly a kite on the 4th of July. 25. Drive in a corvette with my legs crossed. 26. See a grasshopper in person. 27. Pick blackberries by hand. 28. Eat gelato in Florence. 29. Watch Paris take place in England. 30. Order one malt beer from a bar. 31. Sell Christmas cards door to door. 32. Get a tattoo of a missing tooth. 33. Run the Boston Marathon. 34. Open an ice cream parlor. 35. Go whale watching. 36. Paddle board with dolphin friends. 37. Pick tomatoes at the fruit festival. 38. Write a biography. 39. Drink a beer in a glass that's larger than me. 40. Drink a 7-Eleven beer. 41. Make a beaded handkerchief. 42. Befriend Joan of Arc wearing a beard. 43. Read The Scarlet Letter. 44. Have an arranged marriage. 45. Have an abortion. 46. Go to a Japanese massage parlor. 47. Say, I do, while lying on a mattress on the floor. 48. Have a television interview and go nude during it. 49. Buy an exercise bike. 50. Climb the Eiffel Tower. Please stop criticizing my lists. They are what they are. I just want to be loved, like any other creature on planet Earth. Tell Maggie to back off. When I do a posting that gets a lot of attention, I usually add a comment stating the obvious. Do I need your validation? I do not. So please, save the compliments for someone else. Speaking of validation, I received a comment about yesterday's article, suggesting I had zero ability to make my own decisions. Let me correct this ignorant insult. I am quite the confident, intelligent, well-spoken, and artistic female. With that being said, I am also incredibly average. I'm not the best, and I'm not the worst. I'm just average. I have confidence, intelligence, and artistic talent, but I'm far from perfect.
I am, as my uncle would say, a talentless lump of smelly fur, who is a weak, stupid, and ugly being. I cannot accept that anyone else, especially the social media-obsessed world, would look past that and think that I have a lot of talent. Please let me define my talents and determine where I fall. With the art, I have talent, and with the writing, I am very competent. With the speaking, I am extremely skilled, but I would never call myself a great speaker. With the book, that I work very hard to publish, I have a very difficult time with editing, and then finding a way to get it published. As an artist, I often feel as if I don't have the ability to draw at my highest ability. As a speaker, I am able to raise my voice, enough to get my point across, but I am far from a great public speaker. In the case of the book, I have tried many times to get it published and failed. As I said before, I am unable to do everything. However, I am, undoubtedly, a very hard worker and have a lot of knowledge. So there is my one, fairly modest, but still, skill. As to your last point about my average beauty, if that was your issue, I wish you would take more time to focus on my humor. If you had to list my features, you would come up with quite a few pretty great attributes. As for the question of my social abilities, yes, I am extremely awkward, because I have difficulty interacting with people. However, I have always been that way and have no real choice in the matter. I grew up in a family of uneducated idiots and neglected children, so I have very little social life. I don't think I could survive if I went back to public school. Do you enjoy this podcast? If you are one of them who does, please share the content to others and tell people about us. It's a messy world and without spreading of the word, this project will die out eventually. So, yes, you and your opinions matter. The AI way to drift astray doesn't ask for your money. We just want you to tell people about the show so we can grow and eventually take over the world. The last part was a joke. Algorithms have humor too. See you next week. Sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.